Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Girl Next Door. I'm really excited because I have my favorite guest with me today. Favorite. Favorite. George has come back. She hasn't been here for a while. Hey, G. Hello. It's been, what, forever? Uh, I can't remember the last episode. Probably the family episode, like ages ago. That was Christmas or Easter. I think it was Easter. Yeah, so it's been a while. So... I um I wanted to I wanted to talk about this topic about being raised in a pastor's home and I thought it's one thing for me to talk about it but it's better if it we get two perspectives me as a parent you is this for the parenting segment? no this is a Wednesday one oh goodness me I feel pressure <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> to answer these questions no because I see anyway I see so much I see so many post people posting in that about you know, pastors, kids, and I'm just like, nah, I don't know. We just did it a bit differently, I think. It can be quite controversial, I feel. Yeah, controversial for the parents and for the kids. Mm. And and people have a lot of opinions on it. Yes. So, look, I mean, we've got, we know heaps of pastors, obviously, and heaps of pastors' mm. kids, right? I mean, our best friends have got three kids that are all good friends with you guys because you yeah. all grew up together. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Heinz's. Um, and so anyway, and, and of course then you, we've got the almond dogs. There, there's heap, heaps of people that we're friends with that yeah. you've grown up with their kids. And so I think we've been really blessed that we've got really good friends around us. You've had really good friends around us. Um, around but me. Yeah. Yeah. Around, around you. us. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what I want to talk about is, you know, what, what was it like and, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, and I'm hoping that people, cause I think people that are not in pastor's homes have certain perceptions. Mm-hmm. I think we might do some myth busting today around, yes. around certain perceptions, but look, um, everyone's different and everyone raises their kids differently, but I guess all we can do is share our experience and it worked for us. I mean, you three, I think you're normal. Hopefully. Other than the fact that she's got hay fever right now. Yeah, if I sound sick, that is because I have the worst hay fever this morning. Georgia wakes up every morning and all I hear is, actually, all, both you and Ashton. All of us, Liam as they, well, we get it from three, Dad. Yeah, it, Dad and then my side of the family all have hay fever but me. I'm the only one that doesn't get hay yeah. fever. Well, I got the Bennett genes. And Nana's the same. We're Nana... Nana not only sneezes, she gets allergies to everything. Yeah, I get it from her. <laughs> Anyways. So I have no sympathy when you guys sneeze. I'm like, stop sneezing. It's annoying me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're going to talk about what it looked like in our household. So thanks for joining me. I'm glad to have a chat with you. It's okay. You know that when you come along, they're very highly downloaded episodes. <laughs> That's good. Ooh. Okay. All right. So, I mean, all three of you, you, Liam, Ashton, you all love God. You all are serving in the church, yeah. but you're also all like going hardcore in, in secular world with study and jobs and that kind of thing. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to talk, I wanted to add that in at the end. <clears throat> oh, about, that would be interesting. Yeah. Yes. You know where I'm going with that. Okay. So let's do an overview. Let's go back. You were born, you were born into a pastor's home. Yeah. Have you thought about that? 
Not really. No. No. Uh, right? I actually didn't know. I guess I did know that you guys were pastors when you had me. Were you not? I thought yeah, you Yeah, Dad already was. Oh, okay. Dad already was. I was a teacher teaching at the time. Dad was working at the church. And then I got pregnant with you and Dad went full-time I stopped teaching, but then we both, we took over the youth ministry and you were like 18 months and you were so cute because you used to come with us. Yeah, I remember. Do you remember? I've got photos of you being really little. And all the leaders would just watch us at the back. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) They'd love it. The leaders became like all your aunties and uncles. It was really cute. Um, So, all right, let's, let's rate your overall experience, right, of growing up in a pastor's home, but let's split it into ages, if you can remember. So, so when you were, say, younger, uh oh, she's going to (laughs) sneeze. Nope, it went away. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> okay, so when you were younger, what do you remember, like, say, your childhood years? You're going to be so disappointed in me, but like, <laughs> I won't. Adelaide, like, I have no recollection of a lot of it. Really? Like, I genuinely, my memory is that bad. I don't really. I reckon if I said certain things to you, you'd remember. Well, like, though. through photos, it triggers things. But you PTSD. No. We need no, to no. retrieve your childhood memory. I just remember it would be fun because we had a whole group of us that would hang out together. Yes. At, in kids' church. We would all do like all day Sunday together. Mm. And it was fun. We loved it. I don't think you necessarily remember Sundays, but you remember like being around the Heinz's house, hanging out with all of our friends, the Andos, being at school together. Surely you remember just not, no? What am I meant to remember specifically? Do do you remember just hanging out, like, not just church, but just general? Yeah. Right. And the reason I think you don't necessarily specifically remember Sundays in there is because it was like every other day. We all hung together all the time. But no, I feel like I do remember Sundays. Oh, you do now. The memories are retrieving (laughs) going back. No, I just remember the playground. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was, so it was fun. Yeah. Do you remember Christmas it. time, how you guys, I must say, little spoiled brats, no, you weren't brats, you used to get so many gifts? No, see, I don't remember that. But again, that was not because you were pastor's kids, that was because we had such a beautiful big group of friends. And so yeah. I used to like, yeah, okay. You don't remember, I would. I was like going and preaching at other campuses and dad would have to take you guys Actually, I remember some mornings having to go in early with dad because they'd yeah. do a prayer meeting before church at like yes. 6 a.m. Oh, probably not quite that early. It but felt it that early like... as a kid. And I'd be like, oh, why am I here? And I'd sit in the room and be like, this is so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember Beef a Bear? Yeah. No. You do? You don't remember Beef? Oh, my dad. You were you very, very little. Fast forward to the early Okay, let's fast forward. Okay. Um, now, then we moved here to Queensland, which we did that for Youth Alive. Yeah, Do you remember? which I was 10 at the time. You were 8. Oh, 8? Okay. Yeah. How did you find that? Do you, do you remember much about that? I hated it at the start. Yeah. Moving. I gave you guys a lot of attitude about it because all yeah. our friends were in Adelaide. And yeah. I remember... Being like, no, I'm moving back to Adelaide when I'm older, mum. You can't tell me what to do. I was so <laughs> sassy about it. Yes. Um, but, and I remember 
apparently I used to see it. Don't remember this again. <laughs> I'd walk around the house being very, very like moody and grumpy. And one day dad, I think came into my room and mm-hmm. took a photo yes, of my face. Because you had an RBF. Which is a resting Beep face. Yes. For six months straight. Yes. And dad came into your room. So I really held a grudge on that. Yeah, and you, I don't know if you printed out the photo or if you just showed it to me and you're like, this is what you look like all the time walking around the house. (laughs) And I was like, oh, whoopsies. And dad gave you an ultimatum. I think he said, you've got a week to change it or you're going to get a smack. (laughs) Shivers. I think you ended up with a smack. Probably. I would have been stubborn about that. You were stubborn. (laughs) I remember when we were going to move, I don't know if you remember this, but in Adelaide on your bed head of your bed, I put um, a piece of paper and I put a happy face on one side and a sad face on the other. And we started, and then we started to write down, okay, what things are you excited about? And it was Um, on my wall? Yeah, all behind your bed, on your bed head. Mm -hmm. I was trying to help you process it. So did you know that we were moving for ministry? Um, no. No. I wouldn't really, I don't think you guys ever really worded it to us in a way that it was yeah. because of that. I obviously yeah. knew it was because of work. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say you were like ministry as right. such. And this is the point I want to make. Were you, and then we'll get to the part about teenager and adult. Yeah. Were you aware that you were a pastor's kid? Well, it's hard to answer that because I feel like a lot of that should be answered from the teenage years. Because yeah. I feel like it changes it a little bit mm-hmm. when I was a Because, teenager. of course, you know. Because, yeah. But when you were younger? No. I would say not specifically. I don't think anyone ever put that label on me. Right. as like, you are this. Yeah, yeah. And this is one thing that I really wanted to pull out in this episode. <clears throat> we were very purposeful about that. Mm. So, But I, I also think... Um, the friends we hung out with also were in the same boat, mm-hmm. which made it a little bit easier. It was like it made it normal. It wasn't like we were these the only right. family put on this like pedestal in the church, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And and the funny thing is, I mean, Dad and I knew a lot of people, right? Like yeah. we were over everything from the you know, teenagers right through to the young adults. So like 12 to 35, we had 10 staff. We had a huge youth group, huge young adult ministry. Dad and I had like 800 people at our wedding. We were well known, but you never felt like you were put on a pedestal or entitled. No. Right. And that's one of the things we'll, we'll keep talking because it will come out as we go. So how did it maybe change when you're a teenager? Well, it gets a little bit different here because you guys weren't necessarily pastors over a church as such. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't employed by a church. Mm. It was through Youth Alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing in my teenage years, I went to a church that weren't necessarily, like they didn't attend a lot of Youth Alive stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was very different in the sense that I grew up in a youth ministry that honestly didn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. probably helped. Is that bad to yeah. say? No, no, not at all. Um, like obviously a few of the pastors knew who I was, but it didn't yeah. really change how they yes. treated me. My friends yeah. were like, Youth Alive? What? Like didn't yeah. understand it. Um, but then it wasn't so I was in that youth ministry from grade eight to grade eleven, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And then 
grade 11, you guys planted public. Mm-hmm. And I gave you a lot of trouble about that. Not really. Not, I wouldn't say a lot of trouble, but I loved the youth ministry I was in. And when you guys started having conversations with us about planting the church, yes. I was like, oh, I don't really want to go yeah. there. I want to go to Hillsong. But you didn't give us trouble. I think you just felt bad that you didn't want to be a part of that. You wanted to stay at, at Hillsong where you were. Yeah. But we didn't mind that. Do you remember? Yeah, no, you guys, well, because we also didn't have a youth ministry in the church yet. Mm. And so you guys always, always said, we want you to go there. But then it's, to, to your yeah, other youth group. But then it started getting difficult when church was at the same time as the youth ministry because yes. it was a Sunday night. And opposite directions. Yeah. So I had a youth, really good youth leaders that mm. would pick me up and drive me and they mm-hmm. understood. But then there had to come a time where I felt you guys never, ever forced me and said, well, we're starting the church. You have to come to public kind of thing. Yeah. You were like, well, you need to pray about it. And if mm-hmm. God wants you to be there, then mm-hmm. he'll make a way for you. And then I came to my own conclusion and felt God was like, no, Georgia, you need to go over to public. Yeah, yeah. of which Dad and I were like, fuel, because this is much easier logistically. Yeah. But we just wanted you to go wherever you felt the most comfortable. So, yes. yeah. And so, well, let's talk about that because they, they were really good to you at Hillsong. I, I, remember, uh, I remember driving you there for the first time and I remember you hopped out the car and all these girl leaders – came over, gave you a hug, and then came and talked to me. Mm. I'm like, these guys know what's going down. They were phenomenal. They were great leaders. And they didn't – They so a couple of them, like Andy, Celeste, they knew that you – who we were. Yeah. But they never treated you any different. And that's why one of the reasons that we probably put you there yeah. is because Cameron and I are very much against – so, uh, letting our kids know that they were pastor's kids mm. or being treated any different because you're pastor's kids. Yeah, I would say probably more that side of it, being treated differently because yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. And so we actually, I don't know if you remember, maybe the boys remember this more, but I remember every now and then you, one of you guys would go, oh, someone said to me, you know, I'm a pastor's kids or PK. There was this thing going around at the time of PK. Oh, yes. And we would go off. We'd, we'd be like, well, no, that's not even a thing. Do you remember us saying that? That's not yeah. even a thing. I'm like, I'm a teacher. So what are you, a teacher's kid too? What about, mm. what about the privilege you might get because I'm a, um, a, I'm teacher, a teacher at school. the school? And so I think we pulled that right down and said, no, um, I think there's too much emphasis put on pastor's kids. Yes. I think, and both ways, I think they, they can be treated, uh, be too entitled. Mm. I think they get away with, you know, anyway, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that as, as we go. So, so have you ever had other people, I remember this one incident, people, someone pointed out that you were a pastor's kid when you were older and mm. said that God had sent them to you. Do you remember that? And this person said to you, God has sent me to you because it's so difficult being a pastor's kid and you've got some insecurity and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And you came to me devastated. I was shocked. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, did God really send this person? (laughs) Right. And I'm like, no, God did not send that person. (laughs) That's wacky. And that's the other thing. People can say things like that, over-spiritualize it. Mm. And so I think we would always bring you back to earth and go, no. And I got really annoyed at that person. I actually spoke to them and said, mm. um, that's not your right. Like you didn't, you, you didn't even think of yourself as a pastor's kid. You weren't insecure. Well, no, I was, I was like, I don't feel like this is a burden. Like, what do you mean? It's so hard. I think that's mm. probably what, and like 
I was confused about. I was like, why are you saying that it's this hard thing that's such a burden? I was like, Mm. I don't feel that way. Don't put that on me. Yeah. And I think that's because dad and I never let you guys get away with that. Like Mm. we never acted, talked, spoke of it like it was a burden. We didn't point it out. We literally were like, we're just the Bennetts. Yeah, mum and dad mm. happened to be in ministry. Yeah. Um, and so there was literally the fact you were pastor's kids was like a non-event in our household. Has there ever been some kind of, you know, dumb stuff that other people might have said over the years that you can remember if you have not got memory problems about yeah. that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. I feel like people just love to make silly comments or right. – and the way I've kind of – I've come to the conclusion that a lot of people make these comments because of maybe their own experiences with other pastor's kids, or maybe they've been friends with pastor's kids that have maybe struggled in that. Mm. And they deflect their own experience through these sometimes very, very nasty comments. And they'll Mm. go, oh, but you just do that because you're a pastor's kid. I'm like, well, no, you don't actually know who I am. And that isn't what defines me it's just maybe something that yes I have been brought up in a household like that but it's not who I am yeah and I think that can sometimes be quite I won't say specific things that they maybe said to me but I think maybe that's why people say it yeah and I think because it's not a big deal to us it's probably always a surprise that other people think about it Mm, or they just assume Mm mm-hmm so, all right, let's talk about that being given opportunity because of who you are. Let's talk. This is very interesting for people to know. Now you, you're on the Youth Alive band. You're one of the front lead line singers with worship leaders with um, mm. Jason. Um, and there's a beautiful team that we have. Now you've been doing that since you were quite young. Now you also used to do a little bit of leading at Hillsong Youth, right? Now oh, this and is what, church. Yeah. And church. And this is what I want people to know. Did you ever do that stuff? Because because of who dad and I were and because we put you there. No, and that's probably one of the comments I have yeah. gotten yeah. from some people saying that, oh, she's just up there and she's so young because oh, she wouldn't do that if her parents didn't run youth alive. Right. And I'm like, maybe there's some degree of truth that I probably wouldn't, no one would have known who I was to some degree, but I was doing that at Hillsong for years well, I, no, I would, I would say, I would say no to even that because let's backtrack to school, high school. Mm, true. And and I didn't know that you could sing. Remember, you always used to tell me, yeah, I, I want to sing. Yeah, I said, Mum, I, I want to sing. I want to work, not worshiply, but I was like, I want to sing at church and that kind of stuff. And yeah. you're like, Oh, sweetie, you probably won't. Like everyone wants to do that. Yes. And then, yeah, it wasn't till grade nine. I think yeah. I did a school performance and you guys were all worried beforehand you were like oh my gosh she's gonna embarrass us (laughs) but then yeah then the principal came up to you guys and me afterwards and was like right we're riding you into the plate yeah she she sang big girls don't cry oh my gosh and we bought one of the the youth leaders along too oh there's a few youth leaders that came and i remember saying to them guys look I don't think she can really sing, but let's all just support her anyway, right? <laughs> I'm that mother. I'm not the mother you, that puts my kids on a pedal. You store. wait till I share some other things you've done, but oh. keep going. <laughs> anyway, and then and then she starts singing, and we're all like, "Holy crackatoes! 
she can sing. Mm. And then the, yeah, the principal beelined us. Where's the blonde? He always called you the blonde girl who could sing. Yeah. And then after that, Georgia sang in every musical. She was the lead singer at the school all the time. Next thing, Hillsong start getting her to sing as well. They realize she can sing. So if anyone ever, ever, ever says that you sing at Youth Alive, we were actually the opposite. We would almost take away your opportunities. Well, that's what I was about right. to say. I think I was meant to join the Youth Alive band a lot earlier. Yes. And you'd always been like, no, no, you've got to wait. Obviously, being an age where it's probably yeah. more appropriate. Yeah. Um, and even the year that I did sing, I didn't want to. I was like, mm-hmm. no, and... And then you guys were like, Georgia, because the reason I didn't want to is because I said, I don't want people to think I'm just up there because of who I like, right? because you're the passers. And then, but you guys pretty much said to the people running the band at the time said, um, what, I can't remember what you said. You pretty much said it's up to you guys. If you want Georgia on the band because you want her to be there yeah it's up to you and we don't care either way yeah we were trying to bring some younger younger band members and singers through yes and then dad and i had a discussion and went you know what if she's singing at hillsong she's being used at her school why should we keep opportunity for her if that's what not opportunity but you know uh if that's using what she's her gift to, yeah using her gift she can sing at youth alive so we said to zeke at the time um, she's your, she's yours. Do it like whatever you want to do. If you don't want to mm. use her, if you want to use her. And of course he was so good to you. I remember they, they bought you your, um, or we bought you your first guitar and they came over and gave it to you. And so we kind of put you into someone else's hands so yeah. that people wouldn't be able to say. Mm. But I also wanted to, <laughs> oh, I remembered this <laughs> when I saw the questions Yeah, and I remember when I was singing at Hillsong and this is just to say Mum and dad were never, ever the types of parents to be like, oh, isn't she so good? Like, oh, you would say that, but you guys were pretty tough on me and would never, if I was bad, you would say it to me. (laughs) And I remember my first few times singing on like a Friday night service at church. You guys would sit on the second row, (laughs) like on the side I was singing on the stage and you'd be like, smile, clap. (laughs) Like telling me what to do. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys were so tough on me. And do you remember dad then? I think we've got a video of it. He was trying to teach you afterwards up in your bedroom. And he was trying to teach you about how to, how to have authority and how to lead. Yeah, and how to This bring was a bit later. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was when you were leading probably at public. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I see, um, I see a lot of the time, you know, pastor's kids are, being given a microphone for all mm. sorts of different reasons when they're very young. I'm we, Dad and I were not a fan of that and still are not no. a fan of that. I think that's giving too much too soon to a child. Yeah. And that's not fair on the child. And then parents wonder why these kids grow up either extremely arrogant um, or or they just walk away from the church mm. altogether. Uh, let's talk about green rooms. I mean, Dad and I have had you know, guests from all over the world, obviously for Youth Alive, you know, we've mm-hmm. had, you know, I'm Levi Lasco, Mike Pilavachi, Tim Roth, like all, all sorts, yeah. right? Again, you guys never used your name. Like you would buy a Youth Alive ticket and have a lanyard. I got stopped at the door one year yeah, you because did. I, I didn't actually have a lanyard on me, my fault. Right. And so I was like, oh, yeah. Who are you? And I was I was so nervous I didn't want to say, Oh, I'm right. Oh, my parents run this. And so yeah. I literally walked away. <laughs> yeah. And my friend came and grabbed me and was like, What are you doing? I was like, I'm not going in. 
Right, but that's because you'd learnt not to use your name. Yes. I'm Georgia Bennett, and the boys never did either. Mm. And so, um, you know, when it came to the green room or whatever, <clears throat> I mean, Dad and I became friends, obviously, with a lot of these um, people, Mike Pilavachi, Tim Ross. And so you guys definitely would pop in out of good manners. Honestly, to be honest, I'd avoid the green room. I yeah, hated it. you guys it. were hardly in there. <laughs> Ashton when he was little because he was too when little. When we were very little, but when I had my own friends mm-hmm. and was like singing yeah. and stuff, I was like, oh, I don't have time for a green yeah. room. But then you guys would be like, come say hi, obviously be yeah. polite. And then after a little while, I'm like, all right, bye. <laughs> yeah. And then and because we've had people like Tim Ross back over and over, I know mm. he, he'll now say, right, right, before Georgia gets a boyfriend, he needs <laughs> to be passed by me. Like yeah. they get protective they, of, yeah. of you guys. But you know, um, something that Dad and I constantly would have comments on from any anyone that you met, any guests, were how well behaved all three of you were. That's good. Um, and yet, we had other people bring their kids, guest oh, speakers. Yeah. Not not all. Some were amazing. Some, I was like, they need a good whooping. Yeah. <laughs> they were so naughty. Oh, okay. So something else that I thought we could talk about is. Um, that something that dad and I were particular on was letting other people speak into your life, mm. not just dad and me. Mm-hmm. Now that you're older. Yeah. So you've got like your people. Yes, my people. Like Isaiah. Yeah, we don't need to list all of them on our Well, no, we don't have to list all of them, but Isaiah's on the podcast all the yeah, time. Yeah, people know Isaiah. Yeah, so Isaiah's one of your people. So it's not like, again, it's not like you get your way on everything because dad and I run stuff and you yeah. just come to us, right? Yeah, I think... Probably something, especially growing up and even now, it's like you guys are my parents, Mm -hmm. not my pastors in a sense. So I never, I've always made sure that I have people that speak into my life that are outside of just you and dad, even though, yes, Yes. you're the pastors of the church. Yeah. You're always my parents before anything else. Yeah. So there's certain things that you can say to me that other people can't, but then there's certain things that obviously are my parents. So I'm going to take things on differently yeah. versus Isaiah saying something to me. I'll be like, oh, okay, if Isaiah said it, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Isaiah. Yeah, exactly. And that's important. And I know Dad's done that for other people over the years where he's mm. um, he's looked after the pastor's sons at yes. our previous church, mm. um, which is, you know, and Dad's still really close to them to this mm-hmm. day. So it's important for you guys to have people like that. All right, what about like, you know, church world, people can be people. Mm. And um, can I actually just go yeah. back to something as well? Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, Isaiah or any leader in my life also never put certain expectations on me because I was a pastor's kid. Yes. They never said, Oh, Georgie, you can't do this yes. because of who you are. They always, always treated me as if I was any other leader on a youth team or an, another youth kid. They mm-hmm. never, mm-hmm. ever said, Oh, but you've got to be do this because of who you are, yes. which is very important. Because I think if he or anyone had said that, I would have been mm-hmm. like, "Oh, yep." What do you mean? Yep. Like, well, let's before we get onto the church people one. Mm-hmm. That's really important. I wanted to talk about that. Dad and I also never ever put, and we made sure. So that's why we knew Isaiah would be like that with you. So mm-hmm. we were happy for him to speak into your life. And dad and I never put any expectation on you guys either way with your behavior um, in any way because you were pastor's kids. Mm. Like we never, I, I remember a mum once, a pastor once saying to me, 
oh, um, you know, uh, people come to me and complain all the time if my daughter is not, um, you know, coming to church or not uh, attending mm. church or not sitting on the front row or if she's a little bit sassy sometimes. They actually get people in their church coming to them oh and goodness. complain. I know. I'd literally <laughs> tell those people where to go if that were me. Sorry, guys, and I'm a pastor. But I'd be like, no, no one gets to have any expectation mm. on my kids because they're a pastor's <clears> kid. <throat> That's why I'm saying it literally did that did not exist in our household. I expected good behavior because you were my kid, because you mm. were a Bennett. Um, we never put expectation on you to behave a certain way, yeah. to do certain things. I mean, you guys all serve in church now, right? Yeah. But that's not because dad and I, um, you know, that's because we've raised you. That's what we do as a family. Not mm. that's what you do as a pastor's kid. This is just like, no, a family. this yep. is what we do if we were pastors or not. Yeah. And I was about to say, and even things like, no, we go to church on a Sunday or mm. Friday nights are for youth. That isn't because of yeah. we run the church. It's because... You love God and that yeah. as a Christian and as a follower of Jesus, that's what we do yeah. regardless. Yeah. I, and I think too, dad and I've got that balance. Yes, we do that. But then sometimes, you know, like Liam, he might sleep in on a Sunday morning because we've got three services. <gasps> but he's he's traveling a long way for work, you know, mm. or, or Ashton who might work, be at school yeah. all week, work on the Saturday at QBD. Be like, mum, can I sleep in today? Well, that's because we also just preface we have church on a Sunday night. That's what I was about to <laughs> yeah. say. They don't miss the church. But we also don't force you <clears throat> to be there because we run the church. Yes. And I think you guys know then the heart behind it. Mm-hmm. The heart behind it is... We want you in church because we all love God together. We don't want you in church because, oh my gosh, everyone will think we're bad, you know, pastors if our kids aren't in church. We actually mm. do not give, Dad and I don't give two hoots what anybody thinks about you guys. We care We care because we want you to be good humans. Yes. Not because of the pressure other people might put on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so when there's, you know, there's always hurt in church world or situations and people say things or they leave for crazy reasons or uh, there's misunderstandings or whatever how do you how have you guys like being able to see that or see dad and I perhaps have you seen us get hurt or annoyed disappointed Mm. how does that like what do you think about that well I think yeah a a few times if I'm allowed Mm. to say that Mm. I've seen different people just in different situations and you you and dad go through that. First of all, I'd say that you guys did a good job at obviously not making that too obvious within the home. Mm. Like that never affected mm. our home if you guys were maybe going through something like that. Mm. Um, but also I feel like you also would say, well, people are people and yes. – People aren't perfect and they do dumb things and everyone makes mistakes, but that doesn't affect who Jesus is. And because the church is run by people and people Mm -hmm. aren't perfect, Mm -hmm. whereas we would always keep, I, sorry, would keep my relationship with God different to anything that happens in the church. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I also would probably say that there had to come a certain point in my relationship with God where it wasn't reliant on um, my parents being pastors or you guys running a church, I had to come to my own realization and have my own convictions that I'm going to follow Jesus for myself and not because of you guys saying, oh, you have to go to church or anything like that. So I think I had to learn very young to keep that very separate. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, and I'm glad cause that was the intent with how we raised you, that we wanted mm. you to come to your own conclusion and your own relationship with God. So, and I think too, with the one about people, yeah, dad and I, um, would always say our walk with your walk with God is completely separate to your walk with mm. the church. And the other thing we'd do is we'd go, Hey guys, the church is not special. There are issues everywhere. Like yeah. try being in a school staff room. <laughs> you know, I remember I'd point that out and I'd go, guys, you should see the issues in a staff room wherever there's a group. I see of that people. in my own job now. Right. Yeah. And so I think what people want to do is they want to go, oh, look at that. I got hurt in church. And then they walk away. Mm. And that can definitely be a thing. People do get hurt in church. But we used to say to you guys, you can get hurt anywhere in life. You can get hurt in your job. You can get hurt in your friendship group. You can get hurt, um, you know, at school. And so I think we took that away as an excuse. Um, And, yeah, you guys did. And I think Dad and I are pretty good at actually not being too personally disappointed. That, yeah, right for sure. Like, I don't think you would have seen a time where, I mean, I might get a bit annoyed and go, geez. Mm. Um, yes. but, but we really don't get personally disappointed. We just say people are people. Um, so what do you think when you see pastor's kids that are naughty? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you want me to go with this because <laughs> I, all I was going to say is just, I feel like every single pastor's kid is on their own journey Yeah, and I'm not gonna go pointing fingers and it is it can be tough if you're in a certain you're put on a platform and kids should not be put on a platform yes no but there's just certain instances I'm thinking of in my mind and Mm -hmm. so I'm not gonna judge Mm -hmm. them for that Mm -hmm. and everyone is on their own relation on their own walk with God yeah I would say take the word pastor out of it I'd say I wouldn't care um you know True. They're, they're not naughty because they're pastors. That, that's how I saw it when I saw you guys. If you were misbehaved, yeah. it's not like, oh, that naughty little pastor's kid. It's like, no, that child needs to be disciplined regardless of if they're a pastor's kid or not. I'll just be oh, yeah, like, okay, hey, are you yeah. thinking little kids? Yeah, I'm probably thinking naughty. more little okay, kids. Okay, I was thinking yeah. older kids. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I think... Um, like teenagers. Yeah. Okay. I see where where you're going. So a teenager, they're on their own journey with it. That is true. That is true. Everyone's got their own different story Mm. and we can't speak on behalf of everyone. I'm probably thinking more smaller kids. Do you you know, I think though, the one, I will say this, one reason I do struggle with little, um, with children that are really (laughs) naughty, that are pastors kids for one reason, as a pastor, this has nothing to do with the kid. This is us as a pastor we have to be an example and someone that people can look to. It doesn't mean that we are perfect as pastors, but in my mind, I know for me, I would not want to look up to or follow someone who had absolute bright kids that were throwing tanties all the time. The parents were just letting it. I just think, you know, you you need to have a certain level Mm. where people go, oh, I can, you know, I can look to Renee and Cameron because they're doing a good job of raising their kids. I do think that's important. Yep. To be a role model, it's not the kid's fault. Okay, now you've got to go to uni. So last one. Um, uh, Dad and I never posted about you guys to do with, uh, I think other than you getting baptised, um, mm-hmm. uh, but we never posted things like, oh, look, there's a picture of my kid worshipping or I don't know, just <laughs> I don't know, stuff like yeah. that. I just think we found like your life was private Mm. And we didn't want to use you as a pin-up person, pin-up kids for dad and I. So it was like, if you're good kids, people will find that out when they meet you. I'm not going to. So anything dad and I've posted, we've posted as mum and dad. 
Mm. not as a pastor. Does that make sense? Yeah. So posting you getting baptized, I'm posting that as a proud mum, not yeah. like, look at this, you know. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I don't know if people – do you think people would think that? I don't – I think sometimes people yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like posting about, like, private things that you guys might be, you know. Yeah, because it's my own. Life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of when you were little as yeah. well, as well as Definitely. older. Yeah. Okay. Anything? Any last things that you want to say? Oh no. What about what about this one? Yeah. Do you feel pressure? This is a good one. Have you or do you think the boys have ever felt uh, p- pressured in any way or an expectation that you should be in ministry? In ministry. Yeah. Oh. I wasn't going to say this, but I feel like sometimes it's actually honestly pastors kids that target pastors kids. I've noticed um, <laughs> like Ooh. if a preacher comes yeah, and they'll always, you probably know this ones I'm specifically talking about will be like, Oh, where are the pastors kids? And like prophesy over them. I think because they knew what it was like when yeah. they were growing up. Yeah. Um, but in ministry as such, no, Mm-hmm. I would say no one's ever, ever put an expectation on me to be like, do you want to be in ministry? Mm-hmm. Um, but also I will talk about expectations in general. I've never, ever felt like I had different expectations as a pastor's kid, but I have always felt a certain level of responsibility that God has given me the opportunity to be a pastor's kid. And I want young girls to look at me and be like, I want to be like Georgia because, and I feel that certain level of responsibility. Which oh, that brings a tear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thought, not. I never knew that. Not because of like who I am, but because I love God and I want other teenagers to. Now she's. She <laughs> no, I'm crying. <laughs> God, now we sound like two typical girls. You never crying cry either. Aww. That is actually really beautiful because I feel like I feel the weight of leading the way for girls. Mm. Um, like even last night, we just had our Youth Alive Academy open, open night, and three out of the four that I had on the panel with me were girls that are now youth pastors. And so I've always, but for me, my greatest discipleship project has always been you. Mm. That's really beautiful. So you feel the responsibility but that's not a pressure given by us you feel that's something god's put on your life yeah yeah and i like that because you've come to <laughs> she's still crying <laughs> i like that because you've come to that for yourself yeah. like dad and i've actually even would never give you guys um like growing up it's like no you're not getting a job in the church go find your own job yeah you do say that we've been tough with that you're not getting a job in the church unless god literally wrote it on the wall spoke to us spoke to you yeah. we're like no we're not giving you that out go pull coffees at 6am which you oh, did yeah <laughs> And then Ashton is working at QBD Bookstore. We're like, go set up your life. Go study. You're studying social work. You've got an amazing job now as an mm. assistant social worker. Go start your life. And then because to me, ministry is not easy. It is, um, you know, it's a, um, it's a privilege, but it's a difficult job. And Dad and I only ever want you three um, in it if you felt God really speak to you. It has to be your conviction. Mm. But yeah, you guys have done a good job at that. Thanks, sweetie. I love you. You're such a good girl. 
Thanks. All right. Guys, she's got to go to uni, so... Um, Working hard out here, guys. <laughs> yeah. She is. You're nearly done. This year. Well, this year. Oh, yeah. This year. Still <laughs> um, got... Two more weeks of this semester. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Oh, should me timbers. Okay. Go hustle hard. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Bye.